Okay, welcome everybody. This is a Monday night call. It is 7.01 Central Time here, and this is going to be a Q&A call. So many questions got sent in, and they're very, very, very good questions. And this is Jen Springer. I'm a Young Living Platinum, and our my team is just flying right now, which is so exciting because so many of your teams are flying right now. And it's really an epic time with Young Living to see the company and everybody achieving their goals and stuff like that. It's just, it's just really, really, really rewarding to see this and people's participation in these conference calls and people watching webinars and videos and creating Facebook groups. It's just a really cool thing that's happening with our Young Living community. And I remember back when I joined Young Living in 2001, I thought to myself, because I was working in corporate America, I thought to myself, I really want to be part of something bigger. You know, I want, I couldn't imagine doing what I was doing for the rest of my life in corporate world, but I wanted something where I could contribute and help people and make a difference in their lives. And that's kind of what we do for we, Young Living. I mean, it's like kind of, it is what we do with Young Living. And to be a part of this and to see the community that we have, you know, many of you listening are not part of my team, and that's totally awesome. I'm really glad that you're here and you share this with your people, and, you know, and I participate in your resources, and it's just a cool thing when everybody can help each other towards a particular goal. And really, I know it's the heart of Young Living is to help people, whether it's to help people with their finances or their health. It doesn't matter. Young Living is about helping people. And Mary Young will say it over and over. I've heard her for 14 years say this phrase. We set up this company the way we did with the marketing because we know that we want to get the hands, money in the hands of good people because good people do good things with money. And I'm sure many of you have heard that right out of Mary Young's mouth as well. That's the premise of this company and why they chose network marketing as their business model versus just retailing the oils in stores and things like that. You know, Gary, he's often said, we would make more money doing that, but our mission is for people to teach and to help people. And that's what all of you are doing in your life with this company. So yay for us, right? <laughs> so this morning I got my big Al, you know, Tom Schreider email, and he had a little quip on leadership that I thought was really cool. And he says, this is his email, a little quip from his email. And for those of you that got it, you could read along or go back and reread your emails because sometimes I don't always read them on time. But today I actually read it on time. And his little email says this. It goes, do the people in your group know exactly how to become leaders? Well, my personal side note on this is, you know, that word leader escaped me for years. Like, I didn't understand it. You know, I'm like, well, how do I lead people? And some of you have questions about this as well. And, and how to support your people. And my question was always, how do I lead people? And I thought leading people was telling them what to do. That, that didn't work. But anyway, so what Tom says, or Big Al says, is if you're looking to earn a huge income, then your leaders are everything. They are the most important factor of your growth. So you ask your distributors, what do distributors have to learn become, to become a leader? And the answers that he got, or he says, were actually very sad. People said, I need to become a better recruiter, to be more positive, I have to have a better vision, I have to act like I'm motivated, I have to learn how to duplicate, I have to be brave and courageous, I have to set my goals, I have to have a better attitude. <laughs> Some people said I have to chant affirmations, and you know that, I mean, that does happen, people do that. Well, they are affirmations which are helpful, but... Um, some sing the company song, have a mastermind session chatting about books. You know, these are what people said that we should be teaching our distributors. But to become a leader, we have to teach them a special way to think, a special way to view inevitable problems. And this exercise is not hard when we use experience. And he says, why? Well, because distributors can easily change their beliefs through their experiences Preaching and lecturing do not work. And for those of you who have tried preaching and lecturing to your organizations or you have been preached and lectured to, you know that doesn't work. Somebody tries to tell me what to do, I'm personally going to push back and like, do the opposite just to spite them. I'm just born that way. But Tom says, so use hardcore real-life experiences 
to change the leadership beliefs in your motivated distributors. Those are the ones that are fire. The best way to move them forward into leadership is doing this. So Tom Big Al just put out a new set of books, two books on leadership. You can go to his website. I suggest you get on his email list. It's fantastic. He's funny and dry witty. I just love him. You can go to fortunenow.com and get on that email list. I know he's coming to the Minneapolis area in October. I think it's October 11th. So if you're in that area, you can do that and go see him. I've seen him multiple times. He's great, and you will love his session. He also is going to be at the Mastermind event in Orlando the first weekend of November. But he's got so many CDs, and he's been cranking out books lately and definitely want to learn this about leadership. So there is that my little anecdotal thing for today. So I want to talk about um, an event that we're doing here in October. For those of you that are in the northern part of the country, or maybe you want to come to this, no matter where you are, we do have an airport, we have trains and highways. Uh, it won't be negative gazillion degrees yet and hopefully not snowing. <laughs> it's going to be the, the 11th of October. We're going to be doing a Super Saturday here, and we're going to have the ULA guys here. We're going to have Troy and Dave come in in the afternoon. We're going to do a Super Saturday, and it's going to be a fantastic event with some business training and some product training, and it's going to be great. I'm really excited. We just got this thing locked in. I threw up the – I didn't throw up, literally, but I, I put up on the Internet the uh, Eventbrite today and got it kind of in rough draft form, but – you can register for that already. We're going to sell tickets just for the ULA guys, and we're going to sell full-day tickets as well from 9 to 4 is the training. You can go to FargoSuperSaturday.com and check out what we're doing there. So FargoSuperSaturday.com, we've got three lectures on product. We've got two that are business product, and then we've got the ULA guys. So I hope you can come. You're all invited. You are the first people that actually know about it. My whole team doesn't know yet. <laughs> so, team, I'm sorry. I just get so excited I just spilled the beans. All right. So let's talk about the specials real quick here. In August, we got the 190 PV. We get eucalyptus blue and white fur. And we've got 250 PV. You get the eucalyptus blue, the white fur, plus a $15 product credit, like cash. And then for 300 PV, eucalyptus blue, white fur, a $15 credit, plus BLM and a peppermint, and this retail value is over $128, so really, really good incentive this month. You know, that white fur is not available online. The only way you can get it is by getting it through this special, so I think it's pretty cool that Young Living is doing that because, you know, it really makes it special doing that type of incentive, so let me take a sip of water here. All right, so tonight is our Monday night call. I don't know how long this is going to go. Short, sweet, I won't go past the top of the hour. If you're new to this call and you want to hear previous recordings, check out OurSimpleTraining.com, and you'll see a tab there that says Monday Night Calls. Click on that, and then you'll see everything that is there. And there's a lot of other training there, too, available. Is, you, know, you can watch videos, and there's some pre-recorded webinars I did in the past and some audio, so there's a lot of stuff there you can take advantage of. So let's do our Q&A. Tonight is going to be a Q&A session. A lot of them, I got six pages of questions. <laughs> so if I don't get to all of them or my voice gives out or, or whatever, we get to the top of the hour, I will carry them over and maybe do a second Q&A session. Because these questions, some of them will be quick. Some of them are going to take longer and more explanations. So I've got my first question here from Andrea. She says, please explain the difference of enroller and sponsor when you're signing people up. You know, this is probably one of the trickiest things to get, and I always get this question when I do Q&As or I get it from my, my downline as well. And this is how I look at it. When you are first starting, you're going to always be the enroller and sponsor. But when you start to build teams and you start to, like, you know, build your team to get to executive and then to silver, you might want to place people in a team. You know, instead of enrolling somebody and putting that first person first level to you, which you would be the enroller sponsor, you may choose to enroll that person and put them and sponsor them into somebody else's organization. So the sponsor would be the person that that 
individual is directly under. The enroller is you in that case because you're the one that met them, introduced them to Young Living, handed them the piece of paper with a pen to enroll, or you did it with them on the Internet or three-way them in Young Living. And the sponsor is the person that you decide to put that person under in, their, in your team. Okay, so when I tell people, when you first start out, you're going to be both. But as you start to build your team, say you've got one of your leaders is a person that's into pets, and you met somebody that is into pets, and you decide, I'm going to put that person with the pet person, you would be the enroller, and the sponsor would be the pet person, okay, that person in your team. So I hope that's a good example. (laughs) The sponsor is the one that they go directly under, the enroller is the one that does the placement. Now, the enroller is also the one that gets the $25 starter kit bonus if they do a premium starter kit, plus the 25% PV for the first three months. So, you know, there's some other stuff too, but that's like some of the main stuff. And somebody did ask me a question a little bit later here about enroller, giving enroller points and sponsorships. So I'm going to get into that a little bit later as well. But that's the difference. The enroller is the one that does the signing up. The sponsor is where they go. And when you first start, you're going to be the enroller and sponsor. Okay. All right. That's a really good question. Okay. Lori asked this question. She says, how can, can you be a wholesale member and not be on essential rewards? Yes. You can be. You do not need to be on essential rewards. The only requirement that Young Living has is that you put in a 50 PV order from every consecutive 12 calendar months. So if somebody ordered in August of 2014, between August of 2014 and August of 2015, that person would have to put in a 50 PV order within one of those months. That's how they keep their wholesale membership open, okay? But if people are earning commissions and they're ordering a lot of product or whatever, things like that, essential rewards is the best choice, but it's not a requirement. So that's also just like the enroller sponsor thing is a very popular question. And she also asked, I am not clear on new sign-up specials because they seem to change so often. She lives in Canada, so she said it might not be relevant. Um, there, the I don't know how it is for Canada, but for the U.S., we pretty much have our basic starter kits, and then we have our monthly specials, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago with, like, you know, eucalyptus blue and the um, the white fur, and then, you know, depending on how much PV you put in. So somebody can get that on their particular order if it's their first order, and they achieve that through their purchasing. But generally the, the sign-up special, we have that, and occasionally Young Living runs, the specials with, you know, the vouchers where you get so much PV and then you can have a voucher for $20 of enrollment. But in general, the signups are pretty much the same thing in those kits. It's just a matter of whether their PV will achieve, you know, they get to 190 PV or 250 or 300, then they would get those other items as well. So I hope that helps you a little bit, Lori, because I wasn't 100% sure what you meant by that, but I'm going to take a stab and that was my answer. All right, uh, Carrie, she says, do you have something that shows how you do your calls, webcasts, et cetera? No, I don't, <laughs> but I can hear you, girl, because you say here that you're trying to help out your people that are not in your local area. And for all of us, I'll tell you this, this makes me totally, like, frustrated sometimes because I have people all over the country And for you baby builders, you may not have people all over the country yet, but as you grow, you definitely will. And for everybody that's on this call or listening to this recording, you know as your organization grows, you'll get people that are, it's like a spider plant. You know, poop, it pops out. And there are people all of a sudden in Florida, and then there's people in Washington, and then there's some in Canada, and then there's some in New Mexico. And and that's what just happens because people know people that live in other places. And the one thing that really is frustrating is when my people in another area get recruited by another Young Living distributor and they say, oh, your, your upline's not here. Why don't you switch to my team? That's crap. And for Carrie, I can understand why you want to support your people across the state because, um, you know, there are people that actually try to recruit our people, which is stupid and ridiculous and karma always comes around. But with the technology the way that it is now, we have a better support system than we ever could do. 
you know, and, you know, when I started in 2001, we did conference calls, but we didn't have YouTube and webinars and texting and all FaceTime and all this stuff. We just had maybe a conference call. And so we've got so many cool things now. Now, the conference call system that I use is freeconferencecall.com. So it's, you know, so many people use this service. Um, you just go to freeconferencecall.com and you set up your thing in Majiggy, you know, and get your phone number and your passcode and stuff like that. So that's how you would do a call, and it, it tells you how to do that in the back system. Webcast, I haven't done any in a while. A lot of these technologies I've learned on my own studying and, and watching Internet marketers and studying them. And I do a lot with YouTube, and people, somebody asked me recently, they go, what are you using? What kind of program are you using to do your videos? I said my iPhone or my iPad. <laughs> That's it. I downloaded the app for YouTube, and I selfie myself, and I just post it on YouTube, and then I send it out. Um, I will say for those of you that have larger organizations, especially over 50 people, you can't directly email all of your individuals at once or your Internet provider or your email provider will get pissed at you and shut you down and say you're spamming people. So I have to pay for a service. Uh, for those of you that get my emails, and I'm assuming you do because you're on this call, we have to use a service like I use MailChimp or there's uh, – Go. What is it? Uh, oh gosh, I can't remember. Um, there's a gazillion of them, uh, I, and it's based on constant contact. And uh, I'm just flaking out. There's a million of these different email services, and I, I feel like I know like 20 of them, and my brain's not working right now. Go Mimi and and things like that. But I use Mailchimp. We'll put it that way. I just use Mailchimp, and then I can send out to thousands of people. Like this conference call goes out to. 8,000 people in an email. And then, you know, if I did that from my Yahoo account, it would probably blow up and ban me, you know, and tell me I'm a spammer and get rid of me forever. So these types of tools are all third-party carry, and you have to subscribe to them. Like I pay almost $100 a month for my email service with MailChimp. Um, the conference calls are free, but I have a webinar service that I use called Stealth Seminar, and Stealth Seminar costs me $65 a month. YouTube is free. Um, some people use GoToMeeting for webinars. There's also a subscribe service for that. So there's most of these things are actually subscribe services that we pay for. Um, Facebook, another great way to contact and communicate with your people through distance is to create a Facebook group for your team. Um, wonderful way to support people. And I also do a lot of texting to my groups. And then I do private conference calls to my team outside of the Monday call. So, you know, for many of you that have your organizations, use this Monday night call as part of your training for your your, program, your people. I mean, it's like, why not Why cre we, we, recreate the wheel unless you can get not get tongue-tied as often as I do. But use the tool and leverage this tool as maybe part of your system. And then you can create smaller calls for your leaders and do masterminding or do specific training or answer questions or things like that. That's what I do. I've got my Monday night calls. I've got my private coaching with my team. I do that twice a month, like where it's just my team leaders and the, my business builders and we interact and stuff. And then I do private coaching one-on-one -on -one for my distance people. I do screen sharing. Um, screen sharing services, join.me. So it's J-O-I-N and then the period sign and then M-E. You can share your screen. That's how I show people how to look at their downline. I show them my database, and I do training that way through join.me screen sharing. Uh, you can also do FaceTime or Skyping to do that. And for Carrie, if you've got people that want you to do a class but they're across the state, just have them Skype you in and do it like through the Skype and have them bring their people over and do it through that. Or you can do Google Hangout as well. But I've not figured out how to do Google Hangout, even though I've got the plug-in to do it and all that stuff. I just... I haven't jumped to that yet. <laughs> so I hope that helps you, Carrie, to get some tools to support your team from across the distance because it will happen. You know, you said you've got that, but a lot of people do, and especially if you're building using Facebook or anything like that, you, you're going to have to get clever with this 
And for those of you out there that think it's a good idea to solicit members into your organization that are not, their upline is not local, I, I shame on you. I'm just going to tell you that. I had three people solicit one of my distributors that was not in my local area at convention. And I'm kind of pissed about it. I'll just be honest. And I think it's wrong. And, you know, when someone says to you or your people, hey, why don't you join my team? You come to my classes. I'll support you. You're in my local area. I, I pity you because it's going to happen a lot to you when you grow as a business builder. So there you go. That's my two cents. And you can tell I'm, I'm not uh, – it's a little hot topic for me because, Carrie, you're very right. And I'm sure that you want to support your people because you don't want them to get picked up or, you know, move lines just because you're not there. So we've got all these tools wonderful tools to support our teams now versus 10 years ago. So great question. I was very excited to answer that for you, if you couldn't tell. All right, Paula's got a question that says, what to say when people compare us to other companies? This is happening a lot to her lately with some of our well-known competitors. You know, Paula, especially with a particular competitor, when that mention, that name is mentioned, my hair stands on end. But And I'm very emotional about that because I knew those people personally and I traveled with them when they were with Young Living. But all I say is this. You know, when somebody tries to compare Young Living, I don't try to refute anything they say or I don't try to do this or that. What I say is this. You know what? I don't know that company. I know Young Living. I've been with Young Living for 14 years. I know Gary and Mary. I've seen them go through thick and thin. I see how they respond. They don't talk bad about people at all ever, 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 even no matter what's going on with the Youngs, they don't badmouth anybody. And all I know is I've used Young Living Oils on the people with the most fragile health. My oldest client was 103. I worked on pregnant women. I worked with cats and horses. I have never seen an adverse response to a Young Living Oil. And I know they're safe. And I want to be able to sleep at night knowing that the products that I encourage people to use are not going to hurt people and they're going to work. And I've always had that with Young Living. And Young Living is always very transparent with their testing and everything that they do. Now, I will say I have seen labs from some of those other companies, and I can provide them to you if you would like, that show that those essential oils from other companies are not pure. They've got adulterants in them that could be harmful to people or pets or, you know, whatever, young or old people, people with fragile health. And I personally couldn't promote that because I, I want to be able to sleep at night. And that's pretty much what I say. And, and I just go from my own experience. I don't say, I don't try to refute anything they're saying because people say stupid things, like, you know, to try to get people to buy their product. And I say, you know what, all I know, this is my experience with Young Living. And, I, you know, you take your own personal stance and say, look, I've looked at those. All I know are I've seen the labs. You know, there's drama about everything. I've seen the labs from other companies, and they're they're not pure. I mean, there are synthetics in those products, and I can't go there. You know, drama aside, I cannot promote a product that's not pure, period. I want to know they're safe, and I want to know they're going to work, and that's how I leave it. And, and I leave it at that. And I talk with conviction. I've enrolled quite a few people from other companies because of this. And I just look them in the eye and I've got a very clear posture. My posture doesn't waver. I just say, you know what? I don't know what the hell those people are saying or what they're doing or whatever is going on with the drama. All I know is this. And you tell them your experience. Best way to handle that. So that hope that helps you, Paula. You also ask how to get people to events. How to get people to events is an art form. I will tell you it's an art form because it's taken me a long time to get this. And I, I didn't do the best job even promoting my Super Saturday a few minutes ago because I wanted – I'll spend more time on it later. But when you speak to people to get them to your events, you want to figure out what motivates that person. And this goes into Tom Schreider stuff and Danny Johnson stuff and really being curious about your people and knowing what drives them. You know, Danny Johnson talks about the gems. Tom Schreider talks about the colors, you know, different red or ruby, pearl or yellow, green or sapphire, green or emerald or sapphire or blue personalities. And if you know what makes someone tick, you can speak to them in a way that will help them get to an event. If you know that somebody is driven by fun, 
you know somebody's driven by the social interaction or somebody's driven because they want to learn the details to be a better uh, a better you have a better edge on their business or they just want to help people they want to be equipped with information to help people or maybe they just want details so they can make a strategy and they can come up with a way that they can do this you know with all the facts right <laughs> and so you got to learn how to speak to your people and you'll only know that through asking them questions and then learning those personalities okay and Danny Johnson's got one on the gems I think she's got a book on the gems and then Tom Schreider talks about his colors and the personality. So very important skill to have. But, it, but outside of that, you know, find out what, what makes people tick. But then also talk about your event in a way that makes it very unique and special. And like for my Fargo Super Saturday here, we're having the ULA guys come to Fargo. I mean, what a rare opportunity that is, is to have these international bestsellers right here in town where we don't have to travel, which we always have to travel and go everywhere to see everybody else. But they're going to be here in this unique experience where we're going to have business training in the morning to give people the edge for their business and give them some strategies and be able to share the message in a more effective way so people can help people. It's going to be fun and exciting. And we're also going to have some product information to give some more of those ins and outs of how things work, give people a little bit of a, you know, more of a, uh, of the knowledge where they can even possibly speak to the speakers or some of the leaders that are going to come in. And then we'll also be able to help people with, you know, people we're talking about pets, we're going to talk about kids. And then after that, we're going to have the Ula guys. And what a rare opportunity that's going to be. And if people don't come, they are crazy, crazy, plum crazy. Whether or not they'll ever come here again, I doubt it unless we bring them back. And if we don't get people here, they're not going to come back. So there you go. That's I just did for you a way to promote an event just by creating excitement. You got to, you do have to do scarcity. You got to save. And truly, we only have 200 tickets for that event. And if we sell out, we sell out, and people are going to miss out. So they better get the tickets now. That's a scarcity tactic. And I'm not saying that because it's a tactic. That's really true. <laughs> but tell people. The details. Tell them how many seats are there. They're going to sell out. They're going to miss out on the ticket. This person that's coming into town or to the event is a rare opportunity. They need to come and see the speaker. The speaker's an international bestseller, or here we've got a diamond coming in from Illinois. Whoa, hello. I mean, nobody's ever heard this diamond speak up here in this area. They'd be, they'd be nuts not to come. So that's what you have to do when you're promoting your event. So learn about the colors and the gems so you know how, what information to give people and how to speak to them. But also when you're speaking about the event, make sure that you're pulling out those fantastic details that are going to make people want to come. Don't sit there and say, well, the first talk we're going to have, we're going to go through the virtual office and we're going to show all the new things on the website. And then after that, we might do a Q&A, and then you're going to talk about pets and the new oils from the pets and the kids. I mean, that's really boring, really. I mean, like people be like, go on. I don't want to go to that. But rewind this recording. Go back and listen to how I promoted it a few minutes ago, okay? So I hope that helps you. It's an art, Paula. It is an art, learning how to promote people to people. And you know you've got them when their eyes perk up and they want to register. Okay, so there you go. You may also, one more thing on that, you may also do an incentive for people that night. If you're talking about home gatherings and stuff like that, you might say, you know, and, and when I do these gatherings, you're going to want to come in to this one because I do special um, special incentives for people that, that will sign up that night or that do start. I don't like to say sign up because I, I just don't like that. People that get started with the oils, on next Wednesday night when I do that little class that you're invited to, well, I got something special for you guys, but you're not going to find out till then. <laughs> okay. I hope you're following me. I hope it helps. All right. So you also say here that uh, you understand that I personally learned how grew my business with health fairs, events and expos, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, I did. And you asked me how I would do things differently than I did then. I will tell you what I did that, that famous word, duplication, duplicable. I was not duplicable because I spent 
$20,000 on product for my booth or AKA my traveling store. All right. And that's not duplicable. All right. I, I just, I won't encourage people to do that because I, I looked at, I really didn't understand network marketing. And the way I looked at my young living business is like, well, how would I, you know, how would I grow my business if I was going to set up a kiosk in the mall? And I looked at the expo as, as putting a kiosk in the mall without sitting there for seven days a week. I was only there two days a week, wherever my expo was. So I spent a lot of coins and I spent probably that first year $10,000 on expos. I wouldn't do that again, Paula. I would go to the small little fairs that were local in my community. And I, we do this now, my inventory. I don't bring most of my inventory because I'm an oil hoarder and I don't want everybody to see how my bad my addiction is. And so I leave most of my single oils at home and I only bring kits. So if you're going to do expos, keep it really simple. Have And I got another expo um, question coming up here too. But keep it really, really simple. That's what I would do different. I would also, and I'll go into what I would do specifically, you know, because somebody asked me what to bring to the event. But I would go to lesser, quote, dollar amounts because I, my most expensive booth was $2,500. Okay, that's a lot of cash. Most of them were four to 600 per booth because, you remember, I, grew, I was in Chicagoland. Those expos are very expensive because i got to pay the mafia. I mean the, the, um, the, the unions. So that's why there was so much money there. Some of the booths that I had that were 20 to $50, 100 bucks were the best ones I ever did. So stay local. That's my advice. Stay local and keep the budget, you know, nice and doable. Do it where you're, you're in farmer's markets. Do little um, health fairs. Do little mom's events or clubs or things like that. Just keep it really reasonable because your team is going to look at what you do, and if they meet you even at that event, and it was a $600 event, they're going to think, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to spend $600 to promote my product, and I don't have that. So make it fun, make it easy and simple and not the big dollar stuff. And if you do the big dollar stuff, you might decide to split it and do like a co-op with your team. But, again, I do it much differently now. You know, I have the money to do the big expos, but I do the small ones. We do little ladies' night outs, and we do – we've got this thing here called uh, Streets Alive. You know, we do, we've done farmer's markets, you know, just to get our name out there and to network. The whole goal of that health care or event is to meet people, not to sign them up necessarily, meet them and then network with them afterwards and go to coffee with them or invite them to classes or whatever you want to do. But that's the main goal is that list, that follow-up list, okay? And so you don't want to be spending a million dollars like I did. So that's my word of advice. I'm going to go into exactly what to bring to a booth here when I get to that question, hopefully today. Because <laughs> this is like, I'm telling you guys, these are amazing questions. All of you just, just amazed me when I saw these Really wonderful questions. Okay, Amy asks this question is, who do you use as a resource for training? Randy Gage, Big Al, Eric Worre, Richard Blissbrook. Who trained you and helped you the most with my learning curve? I will tell you that, Amy, I learned the hard way that the best thing you can do in your business is outsource your business training and create, you know, pick who you vibe on and then you use them as your experts. For the first uh, six years of my business, I tried to be the trainer, the promoter, the class giver, the mailer, the, the garbage lady, <laughs> trying to be everything. I was coaching people on their marital lives and their health, and oh my gosh, it's so stupid. And then I met Dana Johnson, and she was the first trainer that I ever used. I used Kim Sales, yes, and I did some stuff with the Falas and Sandy Ellsberg. But the person who really rocked my world and, like, shook me up was Danny Johnson. And some people love her and some people hate her. I don't care what you think of her. The woman is spot on with her training and what she says about this business. And I love her DVDs and her videos. So, so incredibly valuable. And I realized I, at that point, 2007 is when I went, actually, my, 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 my downline member, my leader, Cynthia Casper found Danny and turned me on to Danny, and I was, we were like, kind of like, who's this lady? And Cynthia and I went to see her live, and 
we both were speechless that night, the first night that we were at the event. We went out to dinner and we could hardly get the forks to our face because our brains had been warped about duplication and training and learning curves and all the stuff you're talking about. And I learned at that moment I needed to outsource my training because I burned out because I was trying to do it all. So the smartest thing, Amy, you can do is outsource your training, which it sounds like you're right on with that. I have trained with many people, and I will always continue doing that. There's so many good ones out there. Just pick and choose who you like, and maybe with your group, do you know have study study groups. I love Randy Gage's Virtual Academy with uh, Gage VA, I think it is. I think that's what it is. Let me look real quick. Um, I love that training, but that's. That's not necessarily the the first thing I would send somebody to, okay? Because oh, it's Gage VT. Sorry. <laughs> For those of you that just took that note, scratch it out and change it. It's GageVT.com. Is Randy Gage's online training where he's got videos and all sorts of goodies there. I love the man. I think he's brilliant and he's probably one of the best out there. Period. I love Tom Schreider, Big Al. Um, he's got exceptional for people with learning how to speak to other people. Eric Worry, I don't follow his stuff too much because I listen to all these other people, but he's good too. Richard Brooks, oh, awesome. You know, these people are fantastic, and I encourage, I encourage you to, to find these people, find one at a time, just absorb everything you can from that person and then go on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And that's what I've done. I've also had, you know, my own coach, Tom Challen. He's my coach. And um, that's helped a lot, too, to give me one-on-one direction. And I feel that's very valuable as well. And Tom was actually a protege of Danny Johnson. So it was very in alignment with what I had learned from Danny as well. So, you know, learning from all these individuals uh, is really something I encourage you to do and also share it with your team. I love Sarah Robbins. She's fantastic. Uh, like I said, Tim Sales is somebody I've learned. That was one of the first ones I ever learned from. If you're an emerald or a green personality, you'll love, or if you have emeralds or greens in your organization, Tim Sales is the green <laughs> emerald guy for sure, without a doubt. Um, Tom Schreider is a, is a green too, but he's, he, when he comes on the stage, he's alive, and he, his personality gets a little bit uh, camouflaged, but he's a super green but uh, a lot of these people are reds or rubies, and they're very intense and driven individuals, obviously, to get to the top. Um, so there's a lot of very, very, very good people. I encourage you to go to Masterminds in Florida at the end of October, beginning of November, and there's just a plethora of those people, just a plethora of those people where you can learn from them. Orrin Woodward is another one who is just fantastic. And so you get to see all these leaders and you get to learn from them in small little sections and then you can, you know, follow them like Jordan Adler or, um, like I said, um, Sarah Robbins and all these people at that event. And then, you know, I pick up all the things from them and subscribe to their newsletters and stuff like that. But I think if I was to say one person out of anybody that really shortened my learning curve, I don't know because my my learning curve was long and hard. The person that got my head out of my butt was Danny Johnson, hands down. Danny Johnson. Some people don't like the way she screams all the time. I don't care. I think she's gorgeous and beautiful and dynamic, and I don't care what she says. You know, she's very Christian, and if you're not very Christian, then get over yourself because the woman's message is incredible, and just change it for what you know what you what works for you. And um, she's just probably the one that's had the biggest impact in my business is Danny Johnson. And then everybody else just kind of tweaked me. I'll put it that way. So I hope that helps. And I do say thank you. You're welcome. And um, for all of you, I know so many of you sent thank yous and emails and uh, Facebook messages thanking me for doing this call. And you're, I get them. I can't always respond to everyone. I don't get like hundreds of emails. But just know that I want to say you're welcome to everybody who's ever said that. So there you go, Amy. Long answer to that question. But uh, find the one you vibe with the most. And if you can get to Mastermind event, then you can see a lot of them. And whoever vibes with you, and you, know, you can go that way. One last thing I'll say about that is everybody's style is different. So you might kind of feel intuitively to that person and then match your team members up with those people. Okay? So if you're working with like a, 
a slick young guy who's very driven, that might be a Randy Gage guy, <laughs> okay? If you're working with somebody who's shy and timid, they don't know what to say at all, you might send them to Big Al, right, okay? Somebody who might be a little stuck in their business, a little bit overwhelmed, maybe Richard Brooke. So you know what I'm saying? Someone who needs their head unplugged from their backside because they're such a red personality, they burned out, send someone like me to Danny Johnson. <laughs> so anyways, that's why I love to get to know all these leaders in the industry because back when I started, there was very few, and now we have so many to choose from. And then, you know, kind of feel them out and then know, you know, send people to the ones you think might be a good match. So, all right, Amy, I'm moving on to the next one. Um, sorry, 943, I don't know your name because I, it just said your email. So you ask what to say to people when they say they're interested, but then they make up a reason not to start now. They say they start on a couple days, but they never do. They say it's too expensive. They have other bills to pay, blah, blah, blah. I will tell you this, going back to what I said a few minutes ago about scarcity and learning the art of promotion. That's one of the things. If there's no urgency for people to enroll, they don't do it, you know. And there's a couple things that answers to this question. But I'm going to first start with that. Let me make a note to my other one because sometimes my memory escapes me because um, I will not remember what I was going to say. So creating urgency, why would they start today versus tomorrow? You know, and I, when I speak, I talk about their pain, you know. And I talk about those toxins in their homes and I talk about, Things like, you know, if you today, starting like today, I talk about the two most toxic things in your home are your toothpaste and your person, your your cleaners. So I talk about that and you know, there's over 284 uh, chemicals that are found in the umbilical cord, umbilical cord blood of a newborn baby. And the average person as an adult has over 700 chemicals in their body. And these chemicals are causing rheumatoid arthritis and hormone disruption, and all these things that we're seeing, these inflammations and whatever's going on. And when I talk about things in detail like that, I create that that person, that little bit of, and I don't, pain is not the right word, but I make them uncomfortable and want to be urgent about changing that. So when somebody's got a health challenge and they're talking to me about it, and I say, you know what, let's get you started right now. You know, how much longer are you going to live with that pain that you've had for five years in your knee we can get you the oils ordered today today is monday we get this in today we could possibly get to you by friday if not we can always do three-day shipping if you want and and i don't typically ask the questions at the end do you want to order i I don't say that i just i do the assumptive close and that goes back to what danny johnson taught me i don't ask them so can I help you order? I would say, here, here's a pen, here's the enrollment form, go ahead and fill that out. And then if there's something specific you've got a question about, I'll come around and we can, you know, figure out what you need and uh, just be ready. I'm going to go over here and blah, blah, blah. And that's what I do. And I've got kits, I have some starter kits available, and that's how I handle it. So one is, if you're seeing this happen, and a lot of you see this happen, so I've got a couple questions about closing. If you're seeing this happen, that people are wishy-washy. One is your posture was probably not strong enough when you were doing your presentation. Do you believe in what you're doing? Did you create that urgency like I just told you to? Like how much longer are you going to live feeling like crap, people? I mean, that's literally what I say in my presentations. People know that I just do that. I can, you know, But you all phrase it in the way you want to phrase it. So you got to create that sense of urgency. Okay, and you may also do an incentive, like I said, for those of you that sign up tonight and you get started tonight with this premium starter kit, I'm going to give you this little bag and I'm going to give you this little thing and whatever, whatever, a Zyto scan. <laughs> okay, so you might create that to create the urgency. The other thing is when people, I see people, like when it's you know, too expensive right now and they have other bills to pay, I've heard people say that. And then the next week they'll go get a $400 tattoo. So people are full of crap when they tell you that. They are just telling you these excuses because they don't want to say, Jen, this isn't urgent enough for me to stop what I'm doing and turn off my cable TV and not get that tattoo. 
I'm going to go do that because, you know what, this isn't that important to me because that, that urgency has not been created, okay? And I, I also tell people, how, how much longer do you want doubling over PMS pain and, you, you know, and, and dealing with those cramps? This, this, these 10 oils that you've got right here are the way to start clearing out your first aid cabinet of the toxic crap that is making you really, is making you more sick. And do me a favor, get these two other things out of your house immediately, your toothpaste and your cleaner, and you will be set. And as you go and there's more things you want to exchange out, you just put those on your essential rewards and do it as your budget allows. Okay. So create that urgency. Have strong posture. You know that you know that young living is a better choice than what they're living right now. And you have to say that with posture, strong posture. And the last thing I'll say about this is when they do that, you often, and I was one of these people, so I know I'm guilty of this. I gave them too much information. I gave them catalogs and 25 brochures, and I recited the first three chapters of the desk reference almost verbatim in three hours without almost taking a breath. I wouldn't give them a break. So I was, for those of you that are in my team listening right now, you're probably shaking your head going, yes, I remember those days. Sorry. <laughs> I learned a lot since then. But too much information, people will say that. So keep it short and sweet. Follow a brochure, follow the catalog. Do not overwhelm them with information. Give them some very strong points and have very strong posture behind that. So I hope that helps you in, in tweaking your presentation. Because when, you, when people tell you these things, I can't afford it, I'm going to do it later, I'll call you in a week, they're giving you really strong and loud feedback right there as to what you're doing right or wrong. And when you do a class, and five people sign up, write down what you did and what you think made the difference. So be excited, strong posture, guide them. Don't say, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you order. Just say, hey, how can I help you get started? Where, where do you see yourself going? Where do you see yourself getting started? And that, you know, one of the best outlines for doing classes and presentations is Vicki Offers Heart Centered Sharing. Um, if you can't get your hands on that, it's on the Our Simple Training website under Monday Night Calls under Vicki's recording. She talks about it, and I believe there's a link there for her heart-centered sharing. I put that up there. So get it, get it, get it, get it, get it, and follow that, okay? <laughs> so I know. I, I see this question a lot, and I'm hoping that helps you, anything that will help you. All right, uh, Sherry, let's your question right here. Oh, I love this question because I researched it when I before I got on the call. How do you respond to ridiculous websites like the one that I provided below that your downline asked about because it was sent to them by a concerned family member or friend? For those of you that can't see what I'm seeing on my screen right now, which is probably all of you, is this website that talks about young living, how we use the oils is dangerous, putting them right on the skin and ingesting them and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. Well, the first thing I would say to that person, Sherry, is this. That person has an agenda of selling their own book. And that is right there in that post. So always look at the agenda of the person that is posting stuff like that. I laugh because I'm like, I see these things too. And, you know, nowadays I don't even care. So much of leadership, like Tom Schreider, like I read earlier, is you have to learn as a leader how not to react to things. You can respond if it's urgent and something that needs your attention. But all this stuff about competitors and people like this, to me it doesn't, it's not even relevant. I don't even even really think about it twice, I, you know, in general. Every now and then I get a little PO'd if I hear a real stupid lie, but in general I don't, it doesn't faze me anymore. Because a person like this, um, this person is saying about, you know, not putting the oils in the water and not on children and not on pets and blah, 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 we're going to kill people, blah, 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 whatever. Well, as far as I know, nobody's ever died in Young Living, so there's one bonus point for us and it's been 20 years, so there's that. But this person, and some of you, I don't know if you know this, especially if you're new, is that there's different methods of aromatherapy and there's different schools of thought. And this person was obviously trained in a different school of thought when it comes to aromatherapy than us. She's English trained. 
in that type of aromatherapy. The English is very, very conservative. It's all topical, super diluted, never ingest, never, you know, never neat, anything like that. And that's her model. To her, that's her truth. But we at Young Living combine English, French, and European methods. And we're truly American. You know, we're combining these different schools of thought. And there's a time and a place, absolutely, to dilute the oils, for sure. And then there's a time and a place for putting it in water if you want. And then there's a time and a place for diffusing it. You know, so that's what we do. And, you know, we combine it. And it's like a buffet. You use it when you know, for the best application that works for you. So this person's training is different than ours, just as a person would differ in their opinion if a Democrat versus a Republican. She's just trained in the English method of aromatherapy, which is super ultra conservative. Most of the books out there, especially when I started in 2001, were all English methods. And I had to really go through this in every class that I taught. The English are that super conservative. The French, anything goes. Stick it in any hole in your body and it works, right? And then European method is diffusing and aroma application, inhalation, okay? So we combine all of it. Gary talks about diluting as well, and he talks about diffusing and, you know, using it this way and that way. And that's what we do. We combine it all. So I hope that helps you, Sherry, with that answer because, you know, always look at the agenda of what that person is posting on the Internet. And mind you, the Internet is the Internet. People can say whatever they want, Okay. For those of you that have seen the quack watch stuff, good grief. There's a whole story that goes behind that. But that person has an agenda, you know. And then do your homework about the person doing the site. Like the guy that's behind quack watch, he's got his own baggage of crap. I mean, he's been banned and been lost his board license, and he's a fruitcake. And he's been sued more times than, you know, whatever, than McDonald's has. I mean, the guy is just a tool. But people that find that information, like this website, Sherry, that somebody emailed to one of your downlines, people at first they react, but then you got to look deeper and see where that person is coming from and what their agenda is. So I hope that helps. Um, Sabine, you've got some really good questions here, and you're welcome for all of what we do here. You say, la, 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 la. So when somebody goes inactive in your group, people roll up to the next person above them. If this happens to me, for example, do I benefit as the original enroller or would as the original enroller would have if the sponsor blah 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 premium starter kit blah blah blah? If you are not the original enroller, no. Okay, no, you wouldn't. If that person dropped off and that they were the enroller, they would be the enroller. Because even when I get my updates from Young Living and I had that happen, they're where it says enroller is actually blank. So that person forfeited that organization, which stinks. Um, it's a pain when they go inactive, absolutely. And what I do with is this. Um, I've had people go inactive in my groups that even have teams, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month of volume, and they see them getting to the point where they're not ordering and almost 12 months has gone by. And I ask them this genuinely. I say, you know what, do you want to sell your organization? I mean, if it's a couple people into them, it's not a big deal. But if it's a larger group, just say, hey, you can sell your organization. It's Young Living is a business, and you can sell that position for whatever you would like. And maybe they would, instead of losing, because I know some of you are probably dealing with that, where you've got legs that are almost executive or legs that are 5,000 or may qualify you for another rank, like 8,000 or more, and that person is not ordering regularly or they're inactive, you know, they have that option to sell and then they could actually get some money for that organization, be on their merry way, and then you can get somebody in there that would actually want to build that organization. So you have to deal with resolutions on that if that's ever an option for you. But, you know, just like, you know, you can sell your business, will your business, anything like that, they can do that as well. So I hope that helps. If it's just a couple members, it's just, you know, whatever. But if they don't want to have any interest, then they don't sometimes. You know, and then those people will come back later and say, oh, I'm ready to go now, and they lost their spot. But And then that's a pain in the butt if you ever try to fix that. So I hope that helps, Sabine. And I've got another really good question is that our area is entrenched with that competitor, you know what I'm saying. And I started to see the um, people that are signing up for both companies. How do I handle that? <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll tell you in a second. It just has happened to me. I did a class for somebody, and that person uses prenatal vitamins from that competitor. I strongly advise her not to use the oils, but in fact, she likes their supplements, and we don't have prenatal supplements. Just on a side note on that, Sabine, um, my sister, when she was pregnant, brought in Young Living's vitamin to her OB doc, and the doctor said, this is a great vitamin, use this for prenatal. So our vitamins are actually formulated for women and men. That's why we have two different ones to meet the needs of a woman or a man. Just saying <laughs> on the side. So your question is how to advise on a good, you know, how to, what to say to these people or, you know, when someone says this company is just as good as Young Living, I already answered that question about, you know, all I know is I've been with Young Living for so long and I've seen the research. That's how I would handle that. But having people um, doing both companies, thank goodness I don't have a lot of that to deal with here. But I go back to what I said earlier. Be very firm in your posture. Tell people what you know. Just say, you know what, have you ever compared the two things side by side? Do you notice there's a huge difference in the aroma? Well, it's because there's synthetics in that one and there's not synthetics in this one. And don't just take my word for it. There is actual research on that. And so um, on my blog, jenspringer.com, I have a post. You can search for it. Um, I think it's why oils don't smell the same. And I've got a little bit of that research in there. Okay. And I know there's another really good report out there. Oh, bugger that uh, somebody did, let me see if I've got the author's name, and it's another really good report. Here it is. Who did this one? It's a really good one. I think get your hands on it. Brenda Tippin did a really good comparison of Young Living and a major competitor, and it goes into very in-depth 45 pages of comparison. Just have, have a copy of that. So you know what? You decide for yourself. You know, we can't convince anybody to do anything. And that's the number one thing I, I think is of a leader is this: you cannot just convince anybody to do anything. Even people that are using competitor oils or people that aren't going to build their business or someone that's going to drop off because they haven't ordered in 11 months and 29 days. We just give them the facts and they have to decide, you know. But when it comes to people using some competitor oils in a way that we use our oils, it can actually be downright dangerous because it's proven that there are synthetics in there and people are using these oils like we use our oils. And that to me is frightening. So um, there you go. <laughs> I hope that it helps answer that question. Get that Brenda Tippin report. Uh, like I said, I've got a little bit of that on my blog, jenspringer.com. Look up the difference between or the why oils don't smell the same because there was a big hubbub last year and the year before about peppermint oil and how peppermint smelled funny in one of the batches. And Gary responded, and he actually, I've got his quote in that particular article um, about that. Somebody who thought they, self-appointed uh, expert, decided to say our peppermint oil wasn't, you know, it was whatever was going on with it. But it's a difference in chemotypes based off of the harvest. But that person is a self-appointed expert and uh, is no longer with Young Living. And that's what people often do. They, they appoint themselves as being an expert. But get the facts. And that's, just print out those reports, have the data there. I have, I have a pack of data with me when I do a class. So you know what? You know what? You've got to decide on your own and look at your own facts, do your own research. And almost always people come back to Young Living. And I also hold the truth that I want certain people that are going to be attracted to me and my business People have high ethical standards, people that know truth and can see truth, and those are the people that I attract and that have pure hearts, and that is what I attract. And people that are attracted to the other companies, they're attracted to the other companies, and most of the time they're not even people that I would even do business with. So you always have to hold that in your heart as well, the being in all of you that are listening. So whew, it is 8 o'clock. <laughs> I still have three pages of questions I knew I was going to go over. I'm not going to go over, but I'm going to end here because I do have a bunch of questions. I'm going to continue this next week. So there will be a part two next week because some of you didn't have questions answered today. But if you still have questions, send them in because I can even add them on next week, okay? And so we'll do a two-part series of questions because I really want to answer these with um, uh, some substance. I don't want to give you flippant answers that are going to be quick and you're not going to get the whole concept, okay? So 
We're going to end today. I thank you so much. And if your question did not get answered, you're on the docket for next week. Because like I said, I got another three pages of questions that are behind me. And I will do that for you next week. And this call will get posted so you can listen to it again. So let me go ahead and open up the lines and wish you all a good evening. Hang on. Thank you. 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 Thank you.